Welcome to The Well, a segment of the North River Podcast, a place for women of all ages to gather and grow as we walk through our journeys of faith. Whether you're new to your devotion to Jesus or watching the legacy of a lifetime of faith unfold, we pray you find truth, laughter, and community here at The Well. All right, ladies, welcome back to The Well. Hi, Enid. How Hi. you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here for our third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of getting our rhythm, finding our groove. and We are. Um, you know, if you're anything like me, you're still celebrating International Women's Day because uh-huh. it was just two days ago. <laughs> um, happy International Women's Day to all the ladies around the world who will get to hear this. Um, yes. You are amazing. You are brave. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are mm. worthy. You are powerful. You mm-hmm. are loved. Um, we wanted to actually to take a moment to acknowledge um, a studio full of women that really makes this recording possible. Mm-hmm. That's right. And obviously, Latoya and I have been um, the hosts, and we're grateful to be able to do this with all of you. But we also have an amazing producer here mm-hmm. recording with us. Uh, we have a little YouTube camera going on here, so y'all can't see her if you're watching on YouTube, but Sanithia McClendon. The one and only. <laughs> Thank you, Sin, for all that you do. Sanithia is yes. going to be a guest in a few months on yes. our podcast, so we'll get to hear a lot more about her at that time. She's also the voice that you all hear when this episode, every episode starts. She is our angelic. That's right. Welcome to the well. That's right. She is our intro. She is the queen. voice. So thank you, Sin. We are very, very grateful. We could not do this without you. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of of you, our listeners, have reached out and have really shared just how our conversations have made a difference so far mm-hmm. in your lives. And we're yeah. so grateful for that. We want you to know that that is really an answered prayer yeah. of ours and um, super exciting. Yeah. And wanted to just thank you for sharing your stories and perspectives with us, uh, which we try to incorporate here mm-hmm. in the podcast. And uh, finally, we also have another woman in the room who is our guest this episode. Welcome, Ryan Holland. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm excited to, especially with our conversation about flourishing friendship, I feel like this is a, a new friendship. We've hung out like once and had some good conversations, and I'm like, okay, we're going to, yes. this is about to flourish. It's turned <laughs> into something. Um, but Ryan is amazing. Um, I want to take a second to introduce you all to her. She was born in Colorado and became a Christian in December of 2007. And after graduating from Old Dominion University, which is awesome, with her Bachelor of Arts in International Studies and Foreign Languages, she worked as a campus minister in several different congregations around the country while simultaneously pursuing her master's in international development, which I like, can't wait to hear more about that. But she now works for Hope Worldwide as the manager of Lend Hope Worldwide, their newest program, an app that fundraises micro funds for entrepreneurs living in material poverty, looking to improve their businesses. That's mm. awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's presently pursuing her master's in divinity at Mercer University as she dreams to write and publish books on spiritual topics. She mm. is currently finishing writing her first book, on the topic of heartbreak. Yes. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's all good stuff. <laughs> oh, 
my it's amazing welcome to the well ryan <laughs> thank you guys for having me i'm super excited to be able to talk about friendships with you guys today and like you said hopefully forge new friendships mm-hmm. with you guys um yeah. so it's a great topic yeah. <laughs> so i'm dying to ask you what languages do you speak so i can speak english um well that's good <laughs> that's a start <laughs> Um, no, but I can I can speak Spanish and okay. I can read and write Arabic, but my vocabulary is really limited, so mm-hmm. I can't say a ton. But okay, yeah. Well, that alone that's impressive. Yeah, that is yeah. so wow, and you have quite a resume already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it sounds like you've moved around a lot, so I wanted to ask you, like, what cities have you lived in? Where have you been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We moved to Northern Virginia when I was a kid and then I moved to Norfolk Virginia Virginia Beach area for college and then after that I moved back to Colorado Fort Collins and then I moved to Chicago and then New Jersey and then LA and California and then I moved here for my job with Hope Worldwide so you know that's my shameless plug you can look into our app (laughs) but we love shameless plugs. Yes, it's we're all, all good. We're all about the shameless plugs. Yeah. Well, I'm. All, I will say I'm also really excited for you to write a book because I feel like that's how our friendship even started. Yes. Shout out to Goodreads for yeah. the Thank app. You. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like I feel like you're always reviewing books and like got all and a, and a and a variety of books. Like I feel like you're not even like a one genre book. Like it's like, yeah. Wow, that has nothing to do with her last read. Okay, let's see what she thinks about that. You know. And so I'm very I'm very excited to have you here and to to see all the things that are to come with Masters in Divinity and yeah. writing your book and Thank you. um I will say that we always start uh with a question of the day yes and you know our theme this month at at, at with, with our women's events is flourish and so I was thinking about flourishing celebration all things good and what better kind of like attribute of celebration than laughter um <laughs> and so the question is ladies when was a moment that you feel like you have laughed the hardest this might be something like fun to just like talk about for a second but yeah when have you when do you think you've <laughs> like and, and it's got the best laugh like <laughs> I have I have a story. I have yes. several stories. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. But for those watching on YouTube, I actually printed out a picture. These are two of my best friends, and we are like dying in this picture. Um, this is not the story I'm going to tell, but oh, okay. in the picture, this one just randomly put on these sunglasses in the back that had like these big eyeballs. And we're driving around L.A., just, you know, <laughs> feeling cool. And we turned around, and she's got these glasses with these big like, eyeballs Where did on. this come from? And we were dying. And she's just being all nonchalant about it. We were dying. That is hilarious. But we have been friends for years and years. But I will, I'll tell you what they did to me. It was so funny. So we had moved from California to Miami, and mm. I got a new cell phone number. And this is years back. But... For some reason, there was a woman named Louisa Taylor who had the same cell phone number that I had. Now, Louisa also had um, run up quite a bill with different credit companies. And so I'm getting all the calls for Louisa Taylor. So, you know, finally, it's getting really old. So finally, I changed my outgoing message to, hi, this is not Louisa Taylor's phone number. So if you're calling for Louisa Taylor, this is not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these two, my best friends, thought it was just hilarious. So they would call me all the time, Louisa, Louisa, <laughs> where are you, Louisa? And just make fun. And it was like constant. And so I'm like, oh, wow, I, I 
this is hilarious. So then we agreed to all meet up in the airport. So we get to the airport, and those two are already together, and I'm looking for them, and I can see them at a distance, So, but they're not looking at me, and they're holding mm. a sign, like, like that chauffeurs hold, you know, when they're looking for a person. Yeah. So I'm like, why aren't they looking at me? I'm waving my arms. So I walk around to them, and they are laughing so hard. They have tears streaming down their face. And what does the sign Louisa say? Louisa Taylor. Louisa Taylor. And um, they were like, they'd been hollering at Louisa, Louisa, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb, but it was so hilarious at the that same time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> they are my my crazies. Aww. My crazy best that. friends. That's I so love funny. that. I feel like sometimes it's the dumbest things that are the funniest yes. things. Yes, um, for sure. I know for me, probably the answer to this question, I laugh the hardest with my friends that I grew up with. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a thing for other people, but Mm -hmm. we just get each other in Mm -hmm. a different way. Um, So I could think of a ton of stories from, you know, growing up that made us laugh. My friends will hate me if they ever hear this, but I, (laughs) one of the things that made me laugh the hardest is my friends, um, some of my college roommates, they were all super scared of spiders, but that's something that I'm fine with, you know? Mm. Like, if I'm taking a shower and the spider's in there, I just leave it, you know? Oh. Yeah. We're like, different. Why not? You know? <laughs> uh, so, I've learned that that makes, as, that makes me unique. That's a unique quality of mine. But they, we had this huge spider that we found in the house, and it was, it was no longer alive, but I swept it up, and... I was like trying to show it to them and they were all just like running around the house and closing the doors and like saying that they were going to move out and we just like laugh and laugh (laughs) about it like so I have like a video of it and I just every you know probably every year I watch it again just because it makes me laugh the way they're screaming and all of that I don't know if they found it as funny as I did I, I think whenever I think about that, I laugh. So. You were the one holding the spider, so you probably found yeah, it, it was funny. hilarious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I definitely will, would be the roommate, like getting the boxes. Let's go. The spider can have the house. You can have. I, I will be leaving. Um, you know, for me, okay. So what I thought about was um, me and my husband went to the Dominican Republic on our honeymoon. And one day we were sitting on the beach and we saw these people doing this excursion where like they're sitting in what looks like a blow up sofa on the water, like a love seat size, kind of your whole, your, your whole legs can stretch out and fit on the whole thing. And they're being pulled by a speedboat. And like, like these gentlemen who are like on the speedboat are trying to get them off to fall off. They're hitting the waves at the perfect time. They're like, and people are, I mean, they're plopping off like flies. Like they're just like, <laughs> at one point we see one and, and they like hit a wave and there's three of them and the person in the middle flies up and by the time they land, the buoy has left and they're just in the water. <laughs> so we're like, we have to try this. We have to try this. And we're both very competitive. We're very like, take take on the challenge, you know? So we get on there, and I have no plan whatsoever, but my husband's an engineer, so he's like, look, whenever they go this way, lean to the right. And so the guy starts, and at first he's, like, really chill about it, and, you know, it's real cute, but he notices we have a strategy, and Jordan is always telling me, like, okay, there's, like, little handles on the side, and so we're, like, holding the handles as we go. And at one point he, like, realizes we are not letting go, so he starts doing these figure eights fast and it's wavy we're out there right and I am laughing so hard because he is kind of proud of us for not falling like every time we don't fall he looks back and he's like oh okay okay (laughs) and then we go he you know goes around again and I am holding on for dear life and I'm laughing so hard I'm drooling like literally like (laughs) 
the wind in my face is causing me to like drool on the side of my face, but I cannot wipe it because if I let go to wipe my face, I'm a goner. I'm, I'm gone. And so I'm holding on for dear life and like, you know, left and right. And he's just telling me, he's like, keep going, okay, he's about to go left, go left, go right, go right. And he's got a plan and I am just like hysterically laughing and drooling on myself. But we did not fall off that boat. No way. Yes, no way. Did, they did never not, got you they off? They never got us off You're that boat. You're probably like so the first one. I was so proud of us and I was a hot mess laughing. I was a hot mess laughing. So I think about that often whenever, like that was just a good laugh. I wish there was a video of it, but that would be incriminating because I was drooling on my face. Um, but anyway, thanks for laughter. That's the best. Uh, It's a a fun time. You know, today we're going to be talking about flourishing friendships. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like this, I'm excited to have this conversation with you guys. Yeah. And the women in our congregation right now here at North River in Atlanta, we're uh, in the middle of our Women's Month. Mm -hmm. So if you happen to be in the Atlanta metro area, we'd love to invite you. Our big Mm -hmm. Women's Night is going to be Saturday, March 18th Mm -hmm. at 6 p.m. right here at North River. And uh, it's just going to be an incredible time. We have mm-hmm. lots of uh, really neat things planned. And some people are sharing their stories and singing. And uh, we really just hope you'll join us. Mm-hmm. Now, I have the, I'm going to take this moment to give mm. my gift. Oh, yes. So Aww. I bought this. I Aww. saw this. Wait, that's so Is pretty. this not like Women's Day? Is this not totally like, like us? <laughs> this is it. So this is for the YouTube people. They can see it. For our podcast people, it's it's just a basic, you know, recyclable grocery bag that you get that you can use over and over again. But it's got women of all shades and mm-hmm. colors and hair colors and yes. skin colors. And I so here you go. Ryan, oh that's my gosh. You. Thank you so much. For I'm me. definitely going to be You're using like, this. I need to do a podcast more often. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just kind of sums it up for Women's oh, Month. Thank you, Amy. Wow. That's for you, Latoya. And I feel like we're next to each other. Look at us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, that was so geez. thoughtful. So yeah, happy thoughtful. International Women's Month. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This is so sweet of you. Oh. I definitely will be rocking this at Trader Joe's. Watch me. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> so I thought we'd take that theme mm-hmm. of flourish and dive a little deeper into one specific area of friendships. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, for you, how would you describe your journey of learning to be in and enjoy flourishing friendships as it pertains to your journey in faith? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, You know, I think Latoya may have mentioned this, but I um, got baptized and I really started following and living my life for God at a pretty young age. Um, It was about 15 years ago. I'm 27, so that would put me at about 12 when I really made that decision. Um, And so... It's cool to see how friendship has been part of, I think, the way God has pursued me. Mm -hmm. Um, When uh, I was in high school and middle school, um, I studied the Bible with a lot of my friends, and um, many of them also made decisions to to follow God and live their life for God as well. And so, you know, it's cool because I can see how much God fought for them and fought for them in those places, but I see him fighting for them as also him fighting for me because Mm -hmm. um, there were so many times in high school— where if I didn't have good spiritual friends with me, I would have made very different choices than I had made. Um, And so I think for me, those friends became kind of like spiritual anchors for me. 
Um, and so that was that was a point in time in which I saw how important friendships were for my relationship with God. And I think throughout the rest of my life, I've been able to carry that with me. Mm-hmm. Now for me, I see part of pursuing God is pursuing spiritual friendships because mm-hmm. um, obviously there's times where um, you're doing really great. You might not think you need those friendships as much, but there's always going to be times where you're falling on something hard and you, you need those people to go to and to be honest with and to mm-hmm. talk through hard things. And so for me, um, yeah, those deeply rooted and godly friendships, that's part of me being deeply rooted in my walk with God personally. Um, And I think for me, fighting for those friendships is also fighting for God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way you phrase that, like fighting for the friendships is fighting for God. Because I think relationships are the best place as Christians to practice out Christianity. Hmm. Like, where else will you practice love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without another person, like, where would you practice patience? Mm-hmm. That's so without, true. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think having relationships with other people is the best place for us to pursue God through our own character and our own willingness to initiate and willingness mm-hmm. to forgive and willingness to serve. It's like, this is the prime opportunity for me to be like Jesus is in a, one another relationships. Yeah. And I'm just curious, what would you all say is like one or two qualities of a friendship that kind of needs to be present for you to define it as like a oh this is a flourishing like god right. kind of gifted friendship mm-hmm. i would say <clears throat> without a doubt trust mm. i don't think you can have any type of relationship without trust but mm-hmm. for me i i definitely i need to trust i need to trust that that you have your own integrity first of all mm-hmm. that i can trust what you say if you're going to be my friend um and i need to trust even if, if a friend calls themselves a Christian, I need to be able to trust that you're really fighting for that. That's not just a term you're going to use loosely, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think another quality would be loyalty. Just that, yeah. you know, you've got my back, I've got your back. There's a, there's a loyalty there and a respect that go hand in hand. Right. Super mm-hmm. important for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. You stole one of mine. I was I was thinking of loyalty as well, but um, I think for me, vulnerability is huge mm. in friendships, and that I think goes both ways. Someone who will be vulnerable with me, but also it's a safe place for me to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think with that, um, you know, when I think of that scripture that talks about, you know, love is patient, love is kind, it gets down to love always trusts. Mm-hmm. That specifically is really important for me in a friendship. Someone mm-hmm. who's going to give me the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's helpful because friendship, true friendship, there's going to be bumps and challenges. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want a friend who's going to think the best of me. That mm-hmm. way we can work through those things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 yeah. No, that's great. I think for me, one of the first things I thought about was laughter. Like oh, I, I remember um, being in therapy and one of the things that she, my therapist was encouraging me is like, you can define what you think your adult life should be. Like you can, you, you get to decide. And she's like, if there was a word that you would want to describe your presence, what would it be? And the first word that I thought of was laughter. Like, mm. I feel like I need a friend who like, it will laugh, like belly laugh with yeah. me. Like just cause it, it, it'd be different if, like, if, I feel like if we didn't have the laughter, it would just be, like, 
I don't know, like a mentorship, <laughs> you know, like, like some type of like firm. Intense. Yeah, firm. <laughs> like I need to know that if I like need a good laugh or, or, we'll, or say something like off the wall that it's yeah. like appropriate and it's okay and we can yeah. laugh about it and move on, you know. Um, and so I, I, I need that. I need laughter. But then also I think I need the ability, I need someone to have the ability to tell me what I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's so, I mean, I value the people who will mm. just say like, Latoya, you're wrong. Yeah, and you know because we have that laughter side, because mm-hmm. we have the like you saying the loyalty, the trust, mm-hmm. like the mutual desire to, to like fight for each other. Because I know that's there, I, I I value those people who will not just let me think about my freight my freight train th- thought mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. watch it go by, mm-hmm. knowing good and well like, <laughs> hey Latoya, like <laughs> right, that's just not accurate, you know, or or yeah. the way that you're going about this is not going to produce what you're mm-hmm. wanting it to produce. Like I just I really mm-hmm. value. Um, those true conversations and I wanted to ask Ryan is there like a passage or a biblical perspective that like you kind of hold on to when it comes to your motivation behind um, like spiritual friendships totally um for me it's gonna seem random but um is Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane for me that's Mm. that's been a scripture that's probably well it's probably impacted me more than any passage I remember in terms of my walk with God, the first time I read that that passage, I think that was the first time I really realized, like, wow, this is this was, like, hard for Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I grew up kind of in the Bible Belt still, <laughs> and I, I, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, it's Jesus. Of course he's going to, you know. Right. So that, that was initially what the passage meant for me. But I think now um, a part of the passage that has stood out for me is um, Jesus' vulnerability and his friendships. Um, I think I always thought that I was a really vulnerable person because I can you know I'll share I'll share with people what's going on it's not hard for me to tell people how I'm feeling or what's you know what what what's going on in my life but I think this passage helped me to see that I'm not as vulnerable as I think I am um, because Jesus he asked his friends for help um, and that's something that can be really hard for me um, I think, I mean, I can read, I would love to read a part of it. So in Matthew 26, verse 36, it says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and told his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour. Keep watching and praying so that you do not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink from it, your your, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again, and he went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. Behold, the one who is betraying me is near. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think for me, um, one thing I love to do when I'm reading scripture is I think it's easy to think of Jesus as kind of like, you know, he's holding lambs and children are running to him and he's just saying everything like to make a point. But I really read this now and I I see like hurt and pain in the Mm -hmm. way he's talking to his friends. Um, And so on one hand, I think Jesus's example of having friends with him there shows me how intentionally I need to run after friendship. You know, he could have gone there by himself. 
he's literally the son of God. Like, did he really need to invite people there with him in that moment of distress? And being someone who can be pretty independent, I think this helps me to see, like, I need to invite my friends into these spaces. Um, so that's one thing for me. And then another thing is I think it just is an example of how to fight for friendships when people disappoint you. Mm. Uh, I see that in what Jesus did here and asking for help. And even when they let him down, giving them a second chance, giving them a third chance. Um, I see how he was really rooted and trusted in God, trusting in God, but he still saw the importance of those friendships and fighting for them. So mm. hopefully that makes sense the way yeah. I'm describing describing it. But this has been for me friendship and the role I play, but also the way I need to fight for it. Mm -hmm. um, so me being more vulnerable, <clears throat> but also like the importance of fighting for those friendships. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is great. Thank you for sharing all that. So Ryan, uh, you're single. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> so I, when I look back on my single days, I had to be really intentional with my friendships. Mm. Otherwise, you're all alone, right? I right. mean, how fun is it sitting in your apartment or your home every night? <laughs> and not only, okay, I mean, everyone needs their downtime and their alone yeah. time, mm -hmm. but it's not just that, oh, it's not fun, but it, it can actually not be a healthy choice to not mm -hmm. go after those friendships totally. from a spiritual sense, right? Yeah. And I look back at these these crazy friends that, you know, I mentioned with this <laughs> story mm -hmm. in the airport. Yeah. And um, we've been friends for like, 28 years and they come wow. from my single days that's amazing and and I think that's because we have more time when we're single to really mm. cultivate these relationships mm. and so I wanted to just ask you why do you think it is that when we're single that we tend to not um like really enjoy those friendships but rather I think there's there's a spiritual battle and Satan makes us look at it like instead yeah. of oh this is the you know this is another stage in my life when I get married yeah he makes it look at like a level up that mm. we haven't achieved marriage mm -hmm. is a level yeah. up and singlehood is down here yeah and so I just wanted to talk about that for a second because yeah. I think it really affects yeah. a lot yes. of single women right totally so what are your thoughts on that no I mean I appreciate that part of the conversation I think that Singlehood, um, I think it can be a challenge, and I, I think that it's it's very much, it can be something that's very painful for people, and I, I acknowledge that. But I also think that we have the opportunity to make the most of something that might be very temporary in, in the timeline of our lives as well. And so I think, for me, I think there's a lot of, how do I make this time really special and really fun? Um, a group of me and some of my other single friends here, we started meeting once a month and celebrating really obscure holidays so you know there's like national picnic day we'll go and have a picnic oh, together <laughs> and we have all these little like little fun rules about our group and all of that we always joke that like if one of us you know gets in a relationship we're kicked out of the group and, you know, <laughs> but it's really fun because there's a lot of things when you're you know dating someone or you're married it kind of feels like they're like these clubs that we're not a part of you know mm -hmm. and so it's like instead of always looking at it that way like how can we look at the uniqueness of our life stage and not like that it's exclusive but like we get to have things that we get to do now that we won't get to later how do we make that really special and mm -hmm. something that we can remember and, and look back to so mm -hmm. I think that's huge once again though it takes being intentional um I think I 
you know, the other aspect of your question is like, why do people get to this place where they're looking kind of for the, how, how do I level up and what's mm-hmm. the next stage? I mean, I think there's a lot that you could have like a whole podcast on that one thing. For sure. But I think um, to me, when I look at Paul in the Bible, you know, he's a single man. I think if he were to look back on his life, it was full of a lot of adventure, a lot of, you know, hard things, a lot of, I don't know if he was wanting to not be single or not. Um, Some people are single because they want to be single. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't. But I think to me, um, Mm -hmm. a a lot of the message I hear to single people is um, be content, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when that's constantly in the message you're hearing, it can feel like, wow, is, you know, marriage the key to that contentment? Is that what's going mm-hmm. to fix that? When we are going to struggle with, if we're struggling with contentment now, we're going to when we're married as mm-hmm. well. And I think that's why developing flourishing friendships in our singlehood is important because, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm not married, so I can't be dishing out married ad- marriage advice, but I do know that when I'm married, that person isn't going to fulfill all the needs that I have. And right. so, the more I can put into these friendships now, I think I'm actually setting myself up, up for success um, for potentially a different stage of life uh, at a different point. So mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I completely, yes. <laughs> and I think it's a great time to acknowledge, we're sort of talking about life stages, so it's yeah. a great time to acknowledge that the friendship dynamics can change mm-hmm. if, you know, if the life stage changes. Let's right. say a friend um, is getting married or they're moving to a new city or a friend yes. having a baby. Oh, my goodness. That's a huge Game life changer. change. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that can change the dynamics in a friendship. Mm-hmm. So how have you ladies found stability in your flourishing friendships mm. in spite of the changes that come? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think about when I moved from Virginia back to Colorado, it was like the first big move that I did on my own. And this is a throwback, but I have this memory of FaceTiming one of my friends on her birthday, and she was turning 22. And so she was with a lot of our friends in her apartment, and they were playing, you know, that Taylor Swift song, mm-hmm. 22. That's kind of what you have to do when you get to <laughs> It is a must. Yeah, so they were, like, dancing, and I was dancing on my porch with my phone, and I just felt so sad. Like, mm. all of my close friends are enjoying this moment together, and I, like, can't, I can't be there with them. And that really, really was hard. Um, I think with moving a lot, I... Um, I know that that's maybe a different transition than just, you know, someone having a child or getting married. Um, But I think with moving a lot, it was hard um, coming to terms with the fact that my friends who were all together, their lives were moving on. And I was in a new place and I I needed their their friendship more than they needed mine at that Mm. point in time. Um, But what was crazy is about a year and a half later, I was in New Jersey and I had just broken up with my boyfriend and I was so devastated and it was you know I was just having a really hard time and when I thought about where I wanted to be it was with my friends in Colorado Mm. and so it was crazy to think that when I was on the porch in Colorado I was missing my friends in Virginia and now I'm here in New Jersey missing my friends in Colorado I say all that to say I think sometimes when these transitions happen like it it is a moment to take a pause and grieve a loss Mm. um but I also think sometimes it's God opening up new opportunities for us to ha- have new blessings come into our lives mm. as well. I think 
when I think about the fact that I haven't met all the people that I'm going to love or who are going to mm. love me, that's like so cool to that's think a cool about. Mm-hmm. So I think like the changes can be difficult, but I also think they're they're opportunities to see what else God is putting, mm-hmm. you know, in front of you. I know my mom, she got married older and she always um, talks about how she had one set of single friends who all got married and then she made another set of you know single friends and that those were her you know mm. so it's cool to think that you can have these different these different friendships Seasons. for these different times yeah. so mm. yeah i love that thought that we haven't met all the people we will love mm-hmm. and all the people who will love us well yes. right like that is just such a cool and inspiring thought i think i love the phrasing of the question of like how have you found stability in like the changes of friendships and as so such a good question i think that for me I've had the joy of having a couple of friends who I've known for over a decade and we, you know, college roommates to like roommates when we were single and we've gone through every life stage. We all have children now. Like it is just a variety of like the four women um, that I feel like are my core. And I think in a lot of ways, kind of to your point, like how have we found stability in that? I think that in romantic relationships, we kind of have these checkpoints where we're like, hey, mm. what's our intention? Like, like mm. you're not going to date someone for nine years without ever being like, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like, and so I think, I think that in, in relationships with, like, flourishing spiritual friendships, I think we need that too because con- mm. you can't rely on convenience at some point. Like, a, there's yes. a season where it's like, okay, I can walk across the hall and sit on your bed and talk to you for hours after mm-hmm. a hard day. Totally. Or, you know, and it's so convenient where you're living on campus together or you are – having an apartment together, you have the same schedule, whatever. But then it's right. like, wait, you moved across the city, you're an entrepreneur, you have your own schedule, you have kids, you you have your family you're building, you have your spouse and date night. And it's like, mm-hmm. we. I've had multiple conversations with these women where it's like, and they're not necessarily heavy conversations, it's just intentional conversations. Totally. Where it's like, hey, and especially when I, when I first had my, my first child, I remember feeling very insecure. Mm. And I would say the phrase, I know I'm hard to be friends with right now. Mm. Like, I'm I'm not going to text you back. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I can't just, like, I, you know, someone invite, might invite you, like, hey, tonight we're going to the movies. I'm like, I can't do anything. I need like a week notice before. I right. Get, like spontaneity right now and this with little littles is like very hard to pull off, you know. And I remember saying that phrase especially to my single mm. friends. Mm-hmm. Like the flexibility, I don't have that. I can't just like and even if I do walk out the house, I got a baby bag and a shusher and like you don't want me there at the party. Like yeah. <laughs> So I remember feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. And saying a lot of like the phrase like I know I'm really hard to be friends with right now, but with what mm-hmm. I have, like I really want to connect and like having yeah. those intentional mm-hmm. conversations so that it can be mutually edifying. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should be like chasing after me and I'm right. you know for a year not saying anything, mm-hmm. but being able to say hey I like I want this friendship right like, I want to have this relationship with you. Yes, th- things are gonna look different. I'm moving you know to a different time zone, but hey what like. Can we call on Thursdays? Can we? Yeah. Let's just even pray about one another. And, you know, just finding those unique ways to, like, yeah. find that stability. Sure. I think yeah. that's a really good point, though, because I think sometimes our idea of what being a good friend is can be totally idealized and not possible. Because even the day you had texted me about, yeah, like, we're going to do a podcast about friendship. I think moments after I received that text, I received a text from a friend who was saying, you know, how she was feeling hurt about something in our friendship. Mm. And so for a moment, I'm like, can I be on a fr- a podcast about friendship? I'm, mm. I'm clearly such a horrible friend. I'm a mm. fraud, you know, but I think friendship isn't about 
showing up perfectly. It's yeah. about, you know, persevering through those things and fighting mm-hmm. through them and having that open communication and mm-hmm. understanding where people are at. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think owning it too, when you do make a mistake yes. or you do yes. hurt your friend's feelings. Yes. That mm-hmm. There's not a defensiveness or a, well, you did this, but a, right. humility breeds humility, right? Mm-hmm. So that if I'm humble, then hopefully the next time the situation's turned around, my friend will be humble as well, right? Right, absolutely. Right, right. Well, I do feel like I want to mention something. So I know it's Women's Month, International (laughs) Women's Day, and all, you know, team women, right? I feel like I would be remiss not to mention, like, the value that I believe we have and the potential value in having, like, strong, faithful brothers as friends. Mm -hmm. Like, flourishing relationships can be with men of faith, just like a platonic, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like you, you don't like me in that way, but like, I trust you. Kind of what yes. you were saying earlier, you know, I trust you, yes. I trust your faith, I mm-hmm. trust your conviction, I trust your character. Yeah. Especially, I feel like I've benefited it the most, especially when it comes to my own interest in a guy. Yes. I know I can't trust myself. I want him to be perfect. That's why I like him, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like it's so helpful to be like, hey, bro, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about so-and-so. Like, yeah. what do you, like, I can't, I can't vet a man of God. I'm not a man of God, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you just hang out with him, get mm-hmm. to know him? Like, what's, you know, what what's he like? And so I feel like in the same way, I loved your point earlier, Ryan, when you were like, the idea of investing in spiritual friendships now, if you do get married, that will help you. Yeah. That will be something that sustains you because you're right, your spouse cannot be everything they're not supposed to be yeah um i think it's the same for our friendships with guys where it's like when i I, my husband i want him to have great male friendships he Mm -hmm. needs that because i can't be everything but yeah i feel like sometimes as women we overlook the guys unless we can be in either two extremes either Mm -hmm. i don't really talk to you like that because i don't like you like that or i like you so therefore i'm going to pursue a friendship with you in this middle area where it's like no i don't like you but i respect you Mm -hmm. i don't think we do the best job of initiating and prioritizing like sometimes like oh my brother friendships need to be strong like maybe mm-hmm. not as many right mm-hmm. I can have yeah. like seven girls and I'm like yeah these are my squad and maybe I just need one or two or three where it's like yeah. no this brother like I trust him mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and he's he's you know the purity is unquestionable like we you Absolutely. know but like that doesn't mean that because I don't like you, I can't have a friendship with you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I had to mention that. I know I've benefited a ton oh, from being sure. discipled, from mm-hmm. being challenged, from being asked questions, to being encouraged and prayed for by, like, men of faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. I think when I was single, speaking of being single, yeah. it was the husbands of my married friends mm-hmm. that really helped shape um, and show me, oh, okay, this is a godly man. This mm-hmm. is... These are the characteristics that yeah. I'm going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. Yeah. Really yeah. appreciate their their them being a role model to me back then. No, that's great. Totally. Yeah, I think for me, that's been something that's always been important. I, f- I feel lucky because my brother, he's about a year and a half younger than I am. So growing up, we would have, like, my friends and his friends over at the same time. So I think it really taught me mm. how to have friendships with, with men. Um, and so... You know, as I've moved to new places, there's always, you know, some some guys that I'll be able to connect with in a friendship way. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how that has really paid off over time. Um, you know, I've had I remember one of my friends, he called me up one day and he was like, hey, I, I don't know why this came to my mind, but this 
scripture came came up for me mm-hmm. and I felt like I needed to share it with you and mm-hmm. just having I think for me I see a lot of protection in some of my yes. friendships with with the men mm-hmm. in my life and so I'm really grateful for that um, I'm grateful that I can run things by them and I think it's once again it's when we talk about friendships I think for me just diversity in my friendship is important so that includes mm-hmm. you know men and women but even people who look different than me people mm-hmm. who think differently mm-hmm. than me that's really important mm-hmm. so yeah huge yeah one thing you mentioned Anid, that made me think of a scripture you know the characteristics that we're looking for i think sometimes we can invest so much personally whether it's like in our faith or you know we're reading and we're listening to these podcasts and we're trying to make sure that like we are individually growing but it makes me think of um first corinthians 15 33 it's one of the first scriptures i actually remember remembered or memorized sorry (laughs) memorized (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah both of them pick one um it's like one of the first scriptures i memorized about friendships and it just says do not be misled bad company Mm. corrupts good character Mm -hmm. and i think the company we keep is like kind of like the soil in which we're planting ourselves. you know like it's like wow i need to be intentional like i can I can really make a lot of changes about my character, but then I need to be equally responsible for who I place myself around intentionally or consistently in a Mm -hmm. sense. And so the idea of like, not to, I love that it says, do not be misled. Another version says, um, do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Like the company we keep really matters. And I think to our point of flourishing friendships, we we can have the potential to have the company that really like helps us to thrive and helps us to like, soar spiritually but then also you can do all the things but still have the company Mm -hmm. where you're surrounded by friends who are not pouring into that and I've been in that season before where you're Mm kind of trying to make personal changes but there's just so much pushback where you're just like is it worth it is it is this what God wants if it's so Mm -hmm. hard the friends that I'm around are not yeah and it's just you start to question that and Mm -hmm. so I think it's important for us to acknowledge when friendships negatively impact our faith and maybe you know try to have a conversation about it but if not being able to say like okay i'm being deceived now like i need to Mm -hmm. i need to rethink this dynamic Mm -hmm. for sure so before we close out here i wanted to ask you ryan it's a two-part question so if there is an aspect of your faith that would not be the same without the deep friendships you have yeah what would it be and then the second part is what would you say is the danger in walking a faith journey in an isolated way? Mm-hmm. Those are great questions. I think my faith and my relationship with God, there's more than one way it would be impacted if I did not have deep friendships. Um, there's definitely two things that immediately come to mind, but kind of like I referenced before, I think um, diversity and friendship is really important to me. Um, part of why I wanted to know God more was because I was going to a church that felt very different than what I was used to in the community around me. And I saw um, people who are very different from each other becoming great friends. You know, you might have, I always say it this way, but I, I would be at, you know, like church camp and there would be a guy who's like the captain of the football team and a guy who loves playing Dungeons and Dragons and they're like best friends. And I'm like, that doesn't happen. I don't see that at school. I don't see that these other these other places but I think when I look at the way that God um, designed the body for us to be unique and be different but still be unified that has helped me to be a much more curious and open-minded person and Mm -hmm. I think that I would I don't I think without those types of deep friendships I think that that piece of me which I really appreciate I I don't know that that would have been developed to the Mm -hmm. same degree Mm -hmm. so I think that's one thing for me for sure and um 
I think another thing is just kind of the long suffering you're able to develop when you have truly deep friendships because, um, you know, I think when friendship isn't rooted in God, it's really easy to just give up on it at a bump mm-hmm. or a disagreement. But I've been on both sides of friendship where, you know, I've been wronged and have had to really fight for that friendship or I've wronged someone and, you know, they've been gracious enough for us to be able to fight through that. I think that that teaches a lot. Um, I think that sh- that there's some, fr- like, for example, I had a friendship where um, I was really hurt by the 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 other woman and um I still I chose to really fight for that friendship still when she was going through a hard time even though it was hard because I'm like you really wronged me um but now I'm here helping you through this this hard time but it's crazy because now um this past year when I was going through something really Mm -hmm. hard she ended up being the person who was really there for me Mm -hmm. what if I had given up on that friendship Mm -hmm. you know like she was the the blessing in my life when I really needed it so that's huge for me um But to answer your second question, um, I think that there's a scripture that comes to mind for me. Um, It's in Isaiah. Um, I think it's Isaiah. I I think it's Isaiah 50. Oh, Isaiah 58, um, verse 6 through 8. And it says, it's about true fasting. So once again, this seems really (laughs) random. But it says, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, to answer your second question about like the danger of being isolated I mean I think there's obvious things like you know I'm gonna like it's easier to hide or it's easier to um not be open about the sin I'm struggling with or I can feel maybe not as connected or isolated or lonely all of those things but I think for me it's also this passage in Isaiah 58 I think we're missing out on work that God's trying to do in our heart you know Mm -hmm. it's interesting when when this passage is talking about it's it's talking about us True fasting is us serving, right? It's like mm-hmm. helping the oppressed. But then it says then your healing will appear. appear. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how there's there's something at play there where it's like when I'm really serving and giving to others, there's mm-hmm. healing that God is doing for me too. So I think that's a danger of, of cutting off those friendships is God has gifts for us. He has healing. He has blessings for us when we're choosing to, to serve and to fight through and to be true friends to people mm-hmm. that we're going to miss. Um so that's a danger for me. Yeah. But. No, I love that. I love that you picked up on that where he says, like, then your healing will come. Because mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, I'm healing you. I'm giving you what you right. need. But God, I love the way that God is like, oh, I work in all circumstances. Like, everybody in the equation I got, I have some intention for. Exactly. You know? So I really love that. This has been really great. I, I you know, as we wrap up, I, I hope that all of our listeners can really experience God's intention for flourishing friendships. And I know that, again, we are always trying to shed light on things that the world kind of tries to define, but God had better intentions for. And I know that female friendships can be one of the things that is portrayed in a worldly sense that's, you know, toxic and catty and dramatic and drama, you know, all these things. And it's like, wait, we are amazing. You know, like we have so much to offer one another. We have so so much to learn from one another. And and I want to just share, you know, if you find yourself in need of deeper relationships, like reach out to someone, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're listening and someone came to mind that you need to fight for, that you want to fight for, that you want to initiate with an old friend, like 
I encourage you to do that now, you know, and, and to take take a, an opportunity to put that into action, put your faith into action in that way. And if you feel like, I don't know who to reach out to, I don't, I don't have a community, I don't have a mm-hmm. person at my fingertips, you know, call, reach out to us, you know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, can, you can hop on the nrcoc.org slash women website and there's a little connect moment. Mm-hmm. If you're in Texas and you fill it out, maybe we can find someone in Texas for you. That's but, right. you know, right. I think that that kind of to your point earlier, Ryan, yeah. of like Jesus asks for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would hate for any of us to be walking through any kind of season and not feel like, you know, we, we don't have anyone to walk through it mm-hmm. with us. And so, yeah. you know, community is there. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you, Ryan, so much for joining mm-hmm. us. It's been really great having you here. Thanks for all that you shared. And I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's really an honor to, to be asked to be on the show, and I really appreciate um, the time talking about friendship. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. And everyone, we will meet you right here next month at The, the Well. well. <laughs>